This is Toastcaster, podcast for Toastmasters. Your host, Greg Gazin. Episode 83, Employer Resource Materials, with our guest, Mark Hain, Distinguished Toastmaster. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Toastcaster, podcast for Toastmasters. We have a special guest today. He's a keynote speaker, corporate trainer, business consultant, and he specializes in the hospitality industry. Recently, he's been appointed the national president of the Canadian Association of Food Service Professionals. He's also a Toastmaster, a distinguished Toastmaster. He's been a Toastmaster for five years. He's with the Devon Battle River Oilers, and he was also District 42's public relations manager for the 2015-2016 year. Mark Hain, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while. Of course, there's a number of different reasons. But very specifically, when you were the public relations manager, you put together a brochure called Develop Your Employees to Create Your Success. And my understanding is the idea was to not just sell Toastmasters or share the benefits of Toastmasters with employees, but let employers know what kind of benefits they can have from it. So can you you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Well, the catalyst was driven by the the typical Toastmaster PR plug, which is how good Toastmasters is for individuals. And as I was going through doing a PR session in one of the clubs, I came across a businessman. And during the break, I, I asked him if he would ever sponsor his employees to take Toastmasters. And he asked me why. And as I got into it, I realized employers don't understand the value that Toastmasters can bring to their businesses on the guise of being able to train their employees. Now, that makes a lot of sense because I know that when we're building corporate clubs, when we're building clubs that are primarily going to be within organizations or companies, when the companies are approached, they're approached about this, they're approached about the Toastmasters program, they're approached about what a number of the benefits are. But I'm also thinking when it comes to community clubs, quite often it's just the individuals that are being approached and not necessarily the employers. This makes sense. Yeah. And I thought that that in my mind at the time when I was a public relations manager, I thought that has been our plug. We keep pushing kind of that same message, but I thought at the time that we were missing a whole demographic that could really benefit from Toastmasters. So as I went through it, I realized as I went through Toastmasters International, I I realized that there weren't really a lot of resources for businesses to be able to pick up on the benefits of what Toastmasters can give their employees. So almost having a brochure. So someone might come to a meeting, grab the brochure, go back to their boss and say, here, this is why I need Toastmasters. Yes. So what I did was as I was a public relations manager, I was going through the various different areas, uh, different communities. I would presenting to Rotary members, I was presenting to chambers of commerce, and I came up with a presentation along the lines of what the brochure highlights, talking about the value of employee training to their businesses and the return on investment of training their employees. So when you take a look at the return on investment on training employees and you add to it that Toastmasters is one of the most cost-effective ways to train employees, you end up with a win-win situation that just makes Toastmasters an absolute godsend to employers for training capacity within their businesses. So you go right to the bottom line. 
Absolutely. I recall mentoring a corporate club, and I had a conversation with the general manager there at the time, and that was one of the things that I was so impressed that he was such a big advocate of, of Toastmasters, and of course he believed in the program, but one of the things he also shared with me is that he said, you know, it's it was an easy sell to the higher-ups because what he looked at was the cost of training an individual employee. He said mm-hmm. that for the most part, what they would pay in a year, you know, even considering the exchange rate, would be less than what it would cost to send someone even just for an afternoon, let alone letting them off work for the half of the half a day. Right. What I find happens, especially when you deal with the smaller businesses, with the entrepreneurs within a community, is there's this philosophy of if I train my staff, they might leave. And so when I sit down and meet with them, I look at them square in the eyes and I say, but if you don't train your staff, they might stay, which can be a really scary proposition as anybody who's ever been affected by mediocre customer service can attest to. Sometimes you really do need to invest in your employees. I also, in my presentation, cite kind of the return on investment of training because there is a quantifiable ROI on training employees. And that return on investment is shown in things like retention rates of employees, engagement of employees, satisfaction of customers, feedback. I mean, training employees is like setting seeds in a farm and As you go through it, you reap the rewards a hundredfold. And I assume you talk about the both, both sides, both the communication and the leadership components as well. Absolutely. We, when we talk about Toastmasters, we're looking at the context of how does it affect their business? And then as I go through, and the, I think the brochure highlights as well is that at the end of the day, we're training capacity in both communication and leadership. So you developed your presentation and you included some of the components or some of the elements, obviously, as teasers in the brochure. So what were some of the things that you included? Uh, So the presentation was focused on how do I sell, how do I make Toastmasters relevant to the business community as opposed to just the owners or the managers? Okay. And so the return on investment component, the, the, the one thing that employees need to know is you are investing in your staff and you're investing in your team. And the idea is that we, once you start to do that, you validate your employees, you validate your team that you care about their personal growth and development while giving them opportunities to hopefully enhance their job skills and, and their, the quality of the work that they're doing. So not only are you helping get some low cost training, valuable training, you're also showing the individuals that, hey, you know what, we really care. And I think that's a big thing because sometimes it's not necessarily just for the pure compensation that people stay or leave an organization. You always hear the adage that they don't quit the company, they quit their boss. Absolutely. And nowadays, case in point, the 80s are gone. The 80s where the leaders ruled the roost and dropped the hammer are gone. The millennials expect an experience. It's not just hiring for a job. Millennials need to know that their employers are vested in them. They need to know that they are going to get a growth experience and they want to be treated more like peers rather than underlings. So how has it worked so far? What kind of feedback have you been receiving? Uh, The feedback's been absolutely stellar. At the time that I was a public relations manager, I met with uh, Toastmasters Internationals. We used to have monthly public relations manager meetings within the region. And people were so thrilled with this that they asked for copies. And as far as I know, it's being circulated through all of Region 4. 
So I don't know even I don't know if it's gone all the way through Toastmasters International or not, but I know specifically that the Region Four advisor was very impressed with the the initiative and has been able to send copies out to their various districts. I'm quite often tasked with doing the vice president of public relations training at the club officer training. This is one of the resources that I share. I share the brochure. And I also do recall sitting in on your presentation the first time you presented it. And I was thinking to myself, wow, why didn't somebody come up with this sooner? It's a great idea. Go directly to the hearts and minds of the employers, which indirectly benefits the employees, which benefits everybody. And you know what's funny about that is whenever I've met a Toastmaster whose employer voluntold them, to join Toastmasters, the initial impact that they had was the rolling of the eyes and the, (laughs) oh, do I really have to? But they look back years later after they finished their competent communicator, they finished their competent leader, they were ingrained and engaged members in the Toastmasters club and said, that is the one thing my leader did for me, which gave me the biggest headway into my career. It's all about the approach. (laughs) It really is. It's having a leader or a manager of a business who's got a high standard, a high quality within a culture that they've predefined pushes their members into Toastmasters and they have done the singular best thing they could do for their employees to help them get engaged, re-engaged and help them perform at their highest. Although we do have what a third of a million Toastmasters around the world, in some places it's still a well-kept secret. Yes, it is. (laughs) Doesn't have to be though. And as a public relations manager, I will go out there and shout it from the rooftops. (laughs) You do have your PowerPoint presentation, and you had mentioned that primarily it's been distributed in Region 4, but I assume you'd be willing to share it with someone if someone sends you an email? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the PowerPoint itself is um, some graphs, some statistics on retention rate, on return on investment, and that sort of thing. Unless you've actually seen the presentation, you don't necessarily have my script, but I'd be more than willing to uh, give speaking points to each of the slides and, and what's important. And people can come up with their own verbiage as they give a presentation. Okay. And we'll ask you how people can get a hold of you a little bit later on. I actually have the brochure right up on the screen here. I do hand out copies of it at, at my trainings and I do allow people to to download it as well. What I really liked is that you created a, you create a little threefold brochure. You used all the Toastmasters branding. Well done, my friend. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a, I'm a brand master, if nothing else. <laughs> I, yes. I, it had to mimic, it had to, in order for Toastmasters to pick it up, it had to mimic the, um, the quality that they insist upon. No, absolutely. I, I love the fact that you incorporated all the different elements and the arrows and the pictures. I thought it looks really, really good. The mechanics of it. That's just guilting the lily, I guess, if you want to call it. What I like is that in there, I'm just looking at it right now, you've got on One side, you pretty much have talking about what's in it for you in terms from the perspective of the employees, the employers, uh, briefly how it works. You've got about a dozen skills that people can learn and, of course, a call to action. And on the other side, I really like the fact that you've got some quotes from Entrepreneur Magazine, from MasterCard Europe, and even one from yourself as a hospitality specialist. So well done on that. Yeah, I think it was just really important. I actually reached out to Toastmasters on LinkedIn to get some of the quotes. And people came back and said, oh, this is a great idea. Here's my quote. And so I had a whole swath to choose from. So I was pretty impressed. You called the brochure, develop your employees to create your success. But I liked your tagline. Of course, you had Toastmasters where leaders are made in there. 
but you had as an opening in yellow print and red background. Where's your next manager coming from? You know, I thought that that was a really powerful question to ask because a lot of times businesses get so focused on the people that they have in their positions. They, I don't know if it's out of convenience or out of, I hate to say neglect, but they marginalize their employees. They put people into positions and they don't know if the employees can do anything more. And typically when I do sessions with leaders, one of the questions I ask is whether or not they have employees within their ranks who are capable of doing more than their current job descriptions allow. And almost always people's hands go up. And I thought, then why aren't you promoting them? Why are you placing ads on the internet looking for new employees? Why aren't you developing your skill sets within your business, the people who already understand your culture and understand your objectives, as opposed to hiring out? Now, if you were to take your junior people and develop their skill sets so that they can grow with you, you end up with being able to train new leaders in less time at less cost than if you were to start with people brand spanking new. Then I have to ask the question, where's your next leader coming from? I love that. Sometimes companies don't necessarily think about that, or maybe the employees don't realize that there might be a management opportunity, or they might feel they don't have the skill, but yet they maybe are just there. All they need is a little push, and this can be it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Looks like you're soon going to have to update the numbers, right? With Toastmasters still growing leaps and bounds. It looks like it. I'll have to send you the newest version with the numbers. Is there anything else you want to add? I think you hit the nail on the head, Greg, when you said, what's in it for me? When we approach businesses, it's really difficult to do the hard line sales. It's really super important that when we talk to employers about Toastmasters, that we let them know what the benefits of Toastmasters are to their business and to their employees. If we start going hard line on the, the features of Toastmasters and you should really send your employees, you get people just shut down. And that's really why I created the brochure. It was to create a relevancy between what they're trying to accomplish in their business and our need to want to build clubs, increase membership, and make sure that we are sharing the, the message and the culture of Toastmasters forward. So really important that you talk about how Toastmasters can help their businesses. That's the number one, because that's what the business owners really, really, truly care about. It makes a lot of sense. Now, I vaguely recall at your presentation, you showed us a certificate of some sort. Oh, yes, my certificate. One of the things that I did, and thanks for mentioning that, because, you know, once again, I have a, I, I'm a very strong proponent of what gets recognized and rewarded will get repeated. Absolutely. So in our branches, when a business sponsors their employees, I have a certificate template that basically says that this employer is committed to the development, personal development and growth of their employees and that they have sent their employees to Toastmasters. I can't remember the exact quote. I'd have to look it up. But the b bottom line is I've, I give them a certificate, which they can then put into their lobby that basically says we celebrate employees. They're important to us. And in a time when small businesses are scrambling for new employees, they're looking to vet the very best people. When millennials are looking for places to go and work that will give them the experience and the growth that they desire, these certificates can be hanging in a prominent position that 
basically sell the employer to the employees. That's clever. <laughs> I just remembered it. Thank you for that. I, <laughs> I completely forgot that I had developed that at the same time. It was how do I, how do we encourage the behavior and how do we reinforce when somebody's done something great? And I'll tell you when uh, at the time I was a member of two clubs, the Devon Battle River Oilers Toastmasters Club, as well as the Drayton Valley Derrick Club. When I gave that certificate to the employee to give to the employers, I got the very next week, I got the feedback from the member saying, oh my goodness, my boss was thrilled to get this certificate. He's put it up behind the reception desk. It can help sell what Toastmasters is all about and also get the brand out there as well. I'm going to have to hit you up for a copy of that template so I can include it in with my vice president of public relations training. I will make sure that you get one. Thanks a lot. Let's just close off with, first of all, thank you for being on the show, but perhaps you can let everyone know where they can get a hold of you if they want to reach you. Probably the easiest way for anybody to get hold of me is through LinkedIn. Uh, all my contact information is there. And so my name is Mark Hain, M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E, no S. <laughs> uh, if you want to reach out to me through there, you can absolutely reach me. Um, if not, you can reach me by email at mhain at essentialhospitality.ca. Mark Hain, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a pleasure speaking with you too, Greg. Thank you so much. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies. A new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com. <laughs>